Evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Joined once again by Johnny Bisbee, long regular of the Tuesday show and a man who has been sporadic on the Tuesday show this season, but has now returned to the good graces of Tuesday night. Uh, a long-standing member of the Franchise Tag community, the betting and fantasy guru um, alongside Andrew, obviously. I mean, who's the guru out of two? Who's the more, who's like the Dalai Lama? I, I mean, how bloody dare you make me even answer that question? Who's the guru? I'll tell you what, who made a grand in two weeks? Hmm, not Andrew. There you go. <laughs> and we have to say, on behalf of all of us at the franchise tag, we do have to, you know, we, we need to shine some light on this. Well done to Sky for winning a grand in two weekends. I mean, he did a fantastic job. Um, of getting them bets out there is it that's in the sky with <laughs> <laughs> it's teed you up there mate. <laughs> okay. well before we kick off with all of the stuff about week seven in the nfl what glorious weekend it was of nfl football we have two things to get out of the way and to talk about firstly we ran a competition over the week for this wilson ball i could not figure out which way around the stuff was last week as well I'll show it you again. Thank you all of you for your entries to this, for liking our video from last week and commenting on the teams that you think will win in Germany. And I would like to announce that the winner of the Wilson Duke football, compliments of Wilson, uh, the guys over there, who uh, we did a lovely interview with Dave Petrochik, um, who's head of global partnerships within Wilson. Make sure you go check that out on our channel. And the winner is, after we did a something online earlier gareth got it all sorted he's the man in the background and that is at natalie blythe 8896 who comes four days ago she believes the patriots and the chiefs no doubt about it will win in germany this will be on your way natalie after the show we will comment on your comment um and try and get handling to get this all out to you as well um so awesome thank you everyone for doing that and also we've got a live opening compliments of usa sports who have very kindly sent some of us our team's um hats which are very good i know some of the guys have opened theirs already however i'm going to open mine now um you can find all their stuff at usa sports um really great guys i mean i know there's people out there who have problems with getting nfl gear from other suppliers every now and then but i have to say with these guys um i've never had a problem and Thank you very much for this Steelers ball. I have to admit, I didn't know what colour mine would be. I, I've not really noticed them on the sideline yet. And I suppose it's not cold enough yet, is it? Just just quickly, for those of you that do want to save a bit of money, if you use the code franchise tag, you will get 15% off at usasports.co.uk. I thought our illustrious host would say this, but he's clearly forgotten or got too excited by the look of the hat. And so I just thought I'd let you know. Save yourself some money. Code franchise tag two. F tag two. Capital letters. No, USA no, Sports. No, 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 no. Franchise tag. Lowercase. Just franchise, franchise tag, tag lowercase. Two lowercase with TWO. No. Franchise oh, tag. Oh, TOO. Lowercase. The end. Different we promotion. Think USA Sports. <laughs> Code franchise tag at USA Sports. Thank you again, guys, we over there. It is brilliant. We will I get love the yellow. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow 
um, woven in the NFL emblem at the back's real cool as well. I actually, yeah, like I said, buy one of these every year, so I'm really thankful that we've been uh, gifted it. And uh, again, you can save yourself some money by using the code franchise tag over at their website. You will certainly see me in this, I'm sure, in the future as well on social media. Um, NFL, football, what a weekend. I mean, it was actually a quiet weekend for us all, for once, because we've had such a busy last few weeks with the London games. Um, hopefully some busy weeks to come if things happen with Germany, but we shall see. Johnny, uh, some big games over the weekend. We've got to start off with the Baltimore Ravens going against the Detroit Lions, who everyone sort of kept an eye on this game, being the game of the weekend. Um, the Ravens came to town and they obliterated this Detroit Lions. I mean, they really showed their true talent um give us what your thoughts on the game were i mean 38 to 6 in the end it was just a mauling of this lions team and not many teams have done that to this lions team this year yeah absolutely the uh, yeah definitely the the, the 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 game that i think has been the most talked about um since since sunday um some you know obviously lamar jackson was Really, really at his game. Um, one of the star performers from the weekend, um, you know, throwing, I think, three touchdowns and, and, a, and a rushing one as well. He looked really, really confident. There was that, that one touchdown where he threw to um, Nelson Aguilar in the, in, the, uh, in the end zone, I thought was his standout moment because he was controlling it. He really, you know, showing himself as a, a, a really good passer in the pocket. Um you know, this evolution under uh, Ted Monkin, uh, the new uh, offensive coordinator, is starting to really, really come um, to, to fruition. The, the, yeah, the Ravens on both sides of the ball, they've got some excellent weapons uh, for, for, for Lamar. Uh, Zay Flowers is a problem. Nelson, uh, I've mentioned Aguilar, who, who contributed. Obviously, Odell, uh, Mark Andrews had a day. And on defence as well, Roquan Smith looks... Uh, yeah, you know, just a, a, a classic Ravens player, um, and there's there's a lot of studs around him. So, yeah, very excited from, from this Ravens team, particularly because we we discussed them last week at um, um, having won against the Titans in London, where we 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 weren't critical. We we said that they got the job done, uh, but they didn't necessarily get into top gear, uh, and I think they they showed everyone um, you know what they're really about and. Everyone's bigging them up as now the, the team to beat in the AFC. Obviously, the, the Chiefs and, you know, you know, obviously a few of the teams. It wasn't a great weekend for a couple of, of, of juggernauts in the, the AFC. But, um, yeah, the, the, the Ravens are the, 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 the team that everyone's talking about. And, um, yeah, I think they really deserve it after this, this big, big win. We were saying, Adam, when we saw them at the Spurs game, that it's something that is quite uncommon and it's against the saying that it is, but just throw the damn football rather than run the damn football because they were showing they could throw the ball. Um, he's been showing it over the last few weeks and I, I he's had this tag and this albatross around his neck for so long that he's a running quarterback, but he, he can't throw. Um it came out of it in the draft and he's improved year on year, but I don't think no one's really looked under the microscope. Obviously he's had a lot of injuries as well, but the stat line on the day, 21 for 27, 357 yards, three touchdowns. His rushing numbers, nine attempts for 36 yards and a touchdown. Still admirable running stats as well, but not the Lamar Jackson we've seen in the past. Are we seeing a new Lamar Jackson now in this Ravens offense? I don't know if we actually are seeing a new Lamar Jackson. I think that he's just in a new situation. Uh, he's never had this before. And this this was the thing. When I knew that I was going to be on tonight and like last night, I had a quick look 
um, at the Ravens because I kind of figured it was, you know, an obvious one that would come up. Um, and I had a quick look at them. And the last time they scored like that many points was um, against the Patriots last year. And um, when, oh, where's Sky when you need him? I know him. he's done a runner. <laughs> like, come on. Um, and uh, when uh, when you look at it, it was all one reception, one reception, one reception, and Mark Andrews had like eight or nine. And I think that's this is where it's different. This is the big uh, difference that you're seeing. The ball is being moved a hell of a lot more across a lot more pieces. Andrew had four receptions. Flowers had four receptions. Beckham had five receptions. So we kind of felt like it completely fallen off a cliff, suddenly had five receptions. Uh, they had four more players on one. You know, although the target is pretty much the same, when you look back at it, they were still they were throwing the ball. It's just that it's being spread out more, which means that defenses don't know where the ball's going as much. And that is the difference that you're seeing with this team. Um, they're still very effective with the run, but they're now very effective with the pass, and it's not just going to one guy. And I think that is what is going to make a massive difference for them. And you know, we all know they've got a great defense. They've had this for years. They've been pretty decent on special teams for years. It's always been the offense. It's always been can Lamar sort of do it without rushing. It was obvious in that game against the Lions. And bear in mind, you've got Hutchinson coming at you. So it's not like you've got a nobody coming at you. You've got someone very good there. They He had the ability and the confidence to stay in the pocket and just sort of stay steady rather than run out. I think they're they're good for the AFC North. It's a very tough division, but I think if they keep playing like this, they're going to win the North. I think they've got more than enough ability to go and win the AFC, the whole side of it. And it, it really wouldn't surprise me if they went and won the Super Bowl with performances like that. They have the, the ability there. We've said for years their biggest problem is injuries. If they can, like, even now they don't have to necessarily go out and trade for a running back. But if they could go out and get a real top quality running back in the trade market before it closes on Halloween, they could be a very, very difficult team to beat. Um, you, to your point, nine different players got reception. Like, that's spreading the ball yeah. out. That, that is not the Ravens' offense that we have known over the last few years who have been really run-centric and really to the nose. Um, you say about performances like that, that it was only two weeks ago that they put in a shoddy performance against the Pittsburgh. And I'm not saying I'm not doing the whole Steelers, we beat them sort of thing. I'm not doing that because it was a shoddy game. Anyone could have won that game. But that we were both terrible in that game. Is that just anomaly or is this... A bounce back, like because you could say, Oh, well, it, it's this result, which is such a big result against the Detroit Lions team, who's been very good this year and consistent. The anomaly, or was that game against the Steelers where they were just not good? The anomaly, or is it something in between in a way? I, I think that it's probably neither. I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a team that is starting to get more and more comfortable with this new offensive coordinator that they have in Todd Munkin and the way that he wants to play. I mean, you're asking a quarterback to throw the ball to all these different players and trust all these different players that he's not used to doing. 
and in the same respect, you've got players who, again, who have been there. I know Beckham hasn't and Flowers, you know, they're new this year. But the other guys, you know, Bateman is, has been there a couple of years now. Andrews has been there for a while. They're not used to it. Andrews is used to getting the ball all the time. Like, he's probably not used to only having four receptions in a game. So it's kind of like, that's the problem. It's like, everyone's trying to get used, used to this new way of playing on this offense. I think you're going to get games where it's going to fall apart and and they're going to drop the ball and it's not really going to work because they're just not used to it. But you can see more and more now that it's starting to become more, they're becoming more comfortable with it. And so because of that, I think if they can get into a rhythm with that, they are very dangerous. One big thing we need to remember though, and uh, I'll go over to Johnny on this, is this Detroit Lions team were incredibly one-dimensional. Now they were they had to turn into one dimensional, I do admit, because they needed to get the points. But Jared got 33 for 53. 53 attempts is is like Roffelsberg before Najee Harris turned up numbers. Like when he had James Conner and James Conner got injured all the time. I mean, Jameer Gibbs on the day was at 11 attempts, 68 yards on the ground and the touchdown. They were missing David Montgomery, Johnny. And I know you then get pushed into a situation where you do have to throw the ball, but there was players missing for this Lions team. Should they take much away from this defeat? Or is this maybe their anomaly? Yeah, I think, as Dan Campbell said in his post-match com- uh, press conference, I feel it was just one of those days for the Lions that they were incredibly poor. Goff was, was, was um, you know, not at his best that we've seen this year. Um, the defence was has often been talked about as, as having improved wasn't at the race at all. And I think it's just something that they, they, they just have to recenter and, and ride it off because they've got a schedule where they can really push on now. They, they go against the Raiders who, um, you know, coming off a disappointing defeat to the Bears, not expecting too much from, from then against an electric-looking um, Lions offense when it's, you know, in its groove. Um, they, they, they're still a team that I think, uh, just looking at the schedule, they, they don't have a game where I wouldn't favour them until they play the Cowboys in, in, in Week 17. So I'm fully expecting the, this Lions team to, to, to kick on and, and perhaps you know go on and get 11-12 wins. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think, you know, they, they, like you said, they, they were poor at the weekend, but um, it's all about you know recovering from, from that. I think they've had a few statement wins already this year to, to you know to, to, to prove that they are about to make that that next step um and I think yeah it's just you know one of one of those sort of days um yeah the, 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 it is concerning the the, the the defense you know Baltimore were able to get over 500 yards against um against this defense and it's, it is a bit of a reality check um but um but yeah I, I'm not overly concerned um but yeah just a disappointing defeat that's all so are you trying to tell me this could be the Super Bowl in February? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as, as saying that, but I, I can see this. If that's the hill team. you're going to die on, Johnny. Then <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, the Lions are going to win a playoff game. In 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 my opinion, I think they. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's the, 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 I think that's that would be a success, um, a successful season for for Detroit. I've. Unfortunately, to say, Adam, I, I, I don't see anyone else. You know, obviously the Vikings had a great game um, yesterday, but I can't see anyone else challenging them uh, in the north. 
And yeah, I think Detroit's a, a hard place to go to at the moment. Um, you know, we know how well Goff plays um, at Ford Field. So yeah, I'm fully expecting them to to, to, to get there. And uh, I think that schedule, you know, makes makes them, um, you know, uh, able to recover and, uh, and go in a bit of a run um, where they can, you know, build that momentum going into the postseason. We'll stick on the NFC teams because, I mean, this quarterback, man, he is trash. I mean, he is terrible. He was such a big pick in the draft. And, he, you know, he's losing games. And he's got so many weapons around him. And, you know, and he, they, 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 they were out. The Vikings were without Justin Jefferson, their main guy. And Brock Purdy has just gone from the top of the mountain for the last few weeks to suddenly crumbling into, I mean, we said he could be next Tom Brady on here two weeks ago. We might have to eat this hat, let alone wear it. What's going on with that, Adam? What's going on with the 49ers and Brock Purdy? Well, I, I wasn't here for the the strange um, comparison to Tom Brady. I, I don't, would even, don't, don't I, even say I, it was strange. Don't, it was strange. It was a little strange. I just assumed Sky had lost his mind again, but that's what he does. <laughs> um, but no, I... I didn't think he played that bad, did he? I mean, he, he wasn't that awful. He had two interceptions. I think he was. They were trying. They were chasing the game, and they're not normally in that position, are they? That was the thing. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything that wrong with Purdy, to be honest. I, I think he he's fine, and uh, I I do think this is uh, this is maybe what you're going to see if the 49ers start getting injuries. I think Trent Williams being out was a massive loss for him. Um, Debo obviously is another one on the offense, which is is a problem. Um, not not a huge problem, but it is a problem. And um, the Vikings actually looked half decent for a, for a change this season. So, you know, you, you, I think you're always going to get these sort of results for for teams like the 49ers if they lose their main guys. I mean, Johnny, they're already on social media. There's the whole like. We knew Kirk was better than Brock thing going on and everything like that. Like, what, what's, your, what's your take on this? Because we, we were, we have been incredibly positive about Brock Purdy on this podcast quite a few times. And I still think he will rise. I still think this is a Super Bowl team. I, I can't see this not being a Super Bowl team. This not put the Vikings ahead of them in no way, shape, or form. It's more, this was more the Vikings we saw of last year winning close contests, really, wasn't it? Absolutely. I would agree with, with Adam. I think Purdy perhaps has had a, a couple of down weeks, but I won't get too concerned about that. You know, he was coming off, I can't remember who the, the, the Niners were uh, were playing, where everyone was saying, you know, he's a top five quarterback. And we probably, you know, got sucked into that that hype a little bit. But he's, you know, he's, he's still very confident. He's got, you know, players around him. And like you say, I think the injuries just made a, a, a huge difference uh, on the night. But, you know, not taking anything... Away from um, uh, from the Niners, I thought you know Kirk Cousin was um, fantastic in, in in prime time. Um, you know, throwing for over three hundred and fifty yards. Something he's notoriously bad at as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think Kirk has always been someone who we probably disregarded. A little bit, but I think he's definitely flirting with a, a top ten, probably even a bit higher, to be honest. At the moment, you know, he's playing a better standard than players like Justin Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I think you know, no Justin Jefferson is no problem. Um, Jordan Allison looked good as well. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, yeah, they're, they're, they're a team, but I, I, 
you know, I think it just comes back to the the, the defense as well. And you know, flipping it on the the other side, I thought the 49ers is pass rush is looking a little bit off at the moment. We know that that Bosa hasn't got the help. I'm wondering if there's been you know some rumors about uh, Hunter and the Vikings. Potentially, is that something that we're going to see? That'd if, be, you know, that'd be massive. Say again. Huge. That'd be so huge if they did imagine that. I mean, that. Yeah, imagine that. If you're, if you're looking at the Eagles, like we, we, I'm sure we'll talk about the Eagles Dolphins game in a moment. But the fact they traded last night for Kevin Bayard is clearly a stamp of going, we're going for it. Like we we've got the 49ers to compete here with, and we're going for it. Do you think the 49ers need to respond with a bit of a, well, we're going to go for it as well because this is our year sort of thing? Because like I said, if there is fatigue, there's one that's one of the Eagles' strength is their depth in in positions that are just that impact constantly. Do you think that is something the 49ers need to address pretty quickly? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I've, I've mentioned it. I think they should go after someone like Hunter because I don't know if they even sacked um, uh, 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 Kirk last night. The, 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 the pressure that the that, that Bosa particularly was, was able to get was was minimal. Yes, obviously the, the, the Vikings have got, you know, some studs uh, on their own line, you know, Christian... Um, uh, oh, what's his surname? Um, Darry Shaw um, is a is a is a, a top top offensive tackle, but um, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a couple of weeks, and obviously with with Miles Garrett, you know, getting all the headlines. TJ Watts will come in. I think you know we need to get behind Bosa because he's having to do everything at the moment because the um, uh, the, the the pass rush in, in in San Francisco is a little bit bare. So uh, I think a trade like that, we saw the two GMs having a bit of a chaptery game. Um, maybe that was something that they were talking about. Let's see. But, yeah, it could be a could be an interesting couple of days for the 49ers. I think they do need um, just something, you know, a bit extra because it's been a, a poor couple of weeks. We were building up with this absolute juggernaut of a team and they've just slid down a couple of places, I think, in the, in the, in the power ranking. So, uh, yeah, it's time to, time to make another move. Yeah, they did. They did come away with zero sacks on the night, which is pretty surprising. I will just one last thing on the 49ers game before we go on is this game was McCaffrey's 16th game in a row with a touchdown. He only needs to score next week and he'll tie the the record um, that is stood since 1963, maybe. I could be lying about that. I think it was in the 60s. Um, I did a podcast the other day and I brought that. I We talked about it and it, that was when he was on game 15. And I remember saying he's got two more. For the, I think it was in the 60s, I believe. Um, how impressive, Adam? I mean, he, he, considering he, he goes from Carolina, he's been incredible in Carolina. We know what a threat he is, uh, has all these injuries, can never stay fit and healthy. Shock trade to the 49ers, and you go, wow, the 49ers have found this guy. But 49ers running backs every year get injured. He stayed quite healthy, even when he's been a little injured. He sort of carried on through. He's, 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 He's playing at such a sharp level. I know he, you know, he didn't exactly push him over the mark to win that game for them. But how? how I mean, he's got to be an MVP conversation, surely. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he should be. Unfortunately, he probably won't, he won't be because he's not a quarterback. <laughs> but yeah, he should be in the MVP conversation. Um, yeah, he's one of the best running backs we've seen in in quite a long time. Um, just consistent. Never, like you say, injuries is never a major issue. Uh, he keep, manages to keep himself fit, which is great. Yeah, just model pro, isn't he? Who who just yeah. keeps going. And uh, if anyone deserved to be paid, you know, a lot of people go on about the running back position. They don't get paid enough. If anyone did deserve it, it was probably him. And uh, so it's good that the 49ers gave it to him. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, quality 
running back and uh hopefully he'll hang around for a few more years that's that's mm. all we can kind of hope for because obviously we want to see the best guys out now he's a unicorn in a field of ponies <laughs> as someone once said on no was it on the apprentice I'm a field of pony. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a one-trick right. pony. I'm a one-trick. No, it's it's the. I'm not a one-trick pony. I'm a field of ponies. That's what he says. Okay. That's what he says. Not a unicorn a field of ponies. You can, man. You can just go on the internet more. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of people that came crashing down to earth, a certain Florida team thought they could roll up to the old Northeast and. Bring them Philadelphia Eagles down a peg or two. And unfortunately, the Eagles slapped the taste right out of the mouth and said, you go back down south to your sunshine because this is where the tough guys live. Um, 31 to 17, the Eagles. This was, again, one of the most highly anticipated games because a lot of people think this could be the Super Bowl as well. Um, the Dolphins have been on this massive run, Adam. Um, <laughs> and there's been a lot of hype and there's... Pretty much everyone in yet now is going, yep, they are all hype and they can't win the big games. Um, and it's all been a bit flashy. And when you play a team that actually has some grit, determination, and some some toughness about you, especially in a very tough and gritty environment as well. But Philadelphia is the link is known to be a fortress to go to and that righteous noise and all sorts of craziness that happens around. Um, how much has this brought them back down to earth, really? Yeah, I mean. I think anyone, well, anyone who's followed the betting show over the last couple of, you know, two, three weeks would know that we have been saying that it's kind of a matter of time before something like this was going to happen. Um, Miami are defensively are quite poor. They, they give up a lot of rushing and passing touchdowns. They're not, they're not great on either side of it. And so it, it's not surprising that something like this has happened what was surprising certainly to me was how little their offense managed to deal with the uh, with not the 49ers with the eagles uh, defense that was a little bit surprising that the whole point of this miami offense is speed you know that's what it's built on the fact is, is that the ball has to come out very, very quickly for it to work. And obviously, like Hill and Waddle are quick enough to get up the field in order to be able to make the difference. So that was surprising that it really didn't seem to happen that much. I know Hill got a touchdown, but that was that was about it, really. That it, it didn't sort of it wasn't that great. So that was a bit surprising. You kind of felt like they would be able to keep up with a Eagles offense that has struggled a little bit this season. But they uh, they couldn't, and defensively, I wasn't surprised that they they gave up like thirty odd points. That was something that I think we we all thought was going to come eventually when they played someone very good. But yeah, this is a this is a bit of a wake up call, I think, to the to the Dolphins that they, as much as they may feel that they are contenders with that defense, they're not, and that's that's going to be a problem, even though they have looked impressive it's a very strong afc and that's that's what's gonna eventually find them out when it comes to the crunch matches in the playoffs 
is it all style over substance, Johnny? And is it also a discipline issue as well? Because the Eagles got zero penalties on the night. Miami, 10 penalties. Um, I think it was for over 100 yards. I can't remember the exact uh, figure off the top of me, but I know it was quite a large amount of yards that they gave up in them 10 penalties. Um, is it all... Is it all just been a bit of a Florida dream for these guys? And now it's coming back to reality, coming into the winter months. I think definitely they looked a little bit too, or they've started to look a little bit too one-dimensional in 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 their play. And I think we saw that a couple of their um, members of the row line went down during the game. They need a you know a, st- a strong O line to have a, to have a, um, a, a strong running game, and that just never got got clicking um, against the Eagles. So yeah, I think similar to the the the, the lines, we know that. The, um, the, the the Dolphins have looked, you know, really, really good, you know, made a lot of improvements on offense. Yes, they're in a, a difficult division. They'll be happy that the Bills um, the, the Bills lost against the Patriots. Um, I don't know. They, they play the, the Jets in a few weeks' time. And I think the Jets' defense could 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 really do something to, to this, this Miami team if they, I don't know, if they don't, I don't know. I, I feel that there's going to be another game like this, and where we're going to, um, you know, turn down a little bit on on the um, on the Dolphins. Um, I think, yeah, like Adam said, it was a little bit expected um, that something like this was was around the corner. But uh, yeah, I feel that the the the, the league is realizing that the the, the Dolphins are very one dimensional at the moment and um yeah that could trip them up a little bit but uh, i still think they're you know a strong team i still think they will compete very heavily in the um the fc so probably pick the jets you know when i look um uh to to, to a playoff place but um yeah a strong afc i think the 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 the, the, the Dolphins, yeah, need to just adapt a little bit. Um, and as I said, I think, yeah, the defence just needs to be uh, playing at a higher level um, that we saw a bit early in the season. Are we just accepting now that this is Eagles in the Super Bowl at this point? Considering there is so much onus over the Super Bowl hangover, and especially because they lost it as well. They lost it in unusual circumstances or were robbed of it. Ha! Next joke. Um, like I, 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 sorry, that was a massive dig at Eagles fans, but you lost it fair and square. Um, they are going to go back to the Super Bowl. This is just a matter of time. Like, I, I, unless unless the 49ers, I was going to say, you just told me the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they will be, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. That's what the host okay. is allowed to do. I, I don't want the Eagles to get to Super Bowl, and I don't think they'll get to the Super Bowl. I think the 49ers are a real, real team, but they have lost this week. They, they will get injuries. They are looking fatigued. Could we argue that the Eagles, with the depth they have, they've picked up right where they've picked off. They've got great, just they've got weapons everywhere as well. And depth on both sides of all, may I add, as well. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of compared them to the Patriots this year you know it, it's not nothing's been fancy it's been pretty pretty rough watching to be honest that offense um but they're winning and that's what yeah. that's what the patriots always used to do it's the it's the same old story um yeah they've they've got an incredibly good chance i i still think they probably will i i, I think they're stronger 
overall than the 49ers. I mean, it's very close. Um, but it re- really, more than anything, it's the the injury history of the 49ers where it just kind of feels like, it's is it going to happen again? Because um, it just always seems to happen to them. So that that's the the reason that I kind of think if, if the 49ers can stay fit, it would be a great matchup. It, but I, I I can't see anything else other than them two in the NFC Championship game. That's to, I think they're so far ahead of everyone in the NFC that um, that that's a given. But yeah, once you get the who's in the Super Bowl, I mean, it, it just depends who's the fittest team at the time, I suppose. Let's move on to another game, uh, an AFC matchup with highs, lows, referee betrayals, controversy. And I didn't watch a single moment of it, so I don't really have that much to add, unfortunately, within it. And uh, I'm sure Adam will be back very momentarily because he'll want to talk about this. The Cleveland Browns against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Browns wing 39 to 38. Johnny, have you seen much of this? Because I ain't going to lie, I've not really seen it yet. I've not been there. Uh, I wasn't the most. I wasn't feeling the most awake on Sunday night, so I was in and out of concentration. Not really found a moment to catch up on myself yet. I just heard there was a lot of con- on, on 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 social media. I just heard that. There was a, a, a bad call, a muffed moment, some may say. How bad was was it? Well, I just, well, I, I watched, yeah, about six, seven bad. hours of that. That's all to know. it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, every time the, every time the, the uh, we, we cut to the, the, uh, the Colts, uh, Browns game, it was either because Miles Garrett had done something outrageous or there was, well, actually, it, Minshew being Minshew, or the being you know a very controversial uh, play call, and it's 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 starting to happen a little bit more frequently than you know I think we've seen. Um, you know, I think you know I think the Colts deserve to win that game and should have won the game if if there were you know um, the the officiating was was at a level that we expect. But yeah, the Browns. Um, yeah, I mean, what I kept, what I took away from the game was, you know, Miles Garrett is the most dominant player in in the NFL at the moment. He was absolutely everywhere. You know, we were cut into either a sack, a tackle for loss, the incredible block um, block kick um, that he did in, in, I think it was at the end of the first half. Um, yeah, he's a player that I think some people think is is overrated. I think he's still criminally underrated because every time I seem to to, to, to watch the Browns, it's 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 you know him and his defense that uh, are making the standout because you know unfortunately Deshaun Watson is not playing anywhere near the level that we 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 we've expected and I think you know this well, is he, one he, he didn't play in this game did he really he, he well he, he went he went off but you know when he when he was he was playing he was he, he was poor um, you know he's he, I think he's only played one uh, one decent game so far this year. Um, it's a, a deal that which is just looking increasingly, increasingly poor. Um, for the Colts, I think they can take away some some positives. I think Minshew was was decent. We were probably a bit critical of him last week on the uh, on the pod, uh, but yeah, he threw four. I think we just got the whole Minshew experience. You know, throws for a fair amount of touchdowns, but yeah, it throws throws some some pretty weird uh, um, uh, shots away as well. So, um, but yeah, I think the Colts. Uh, don't need to paint. They're having a good season, I think. You know, it's keeping alive, I think, in the the, the AFC South. 
Um, and for the Browns, uh, you know, that defence is, is probably the best in the league at the moment. Um, it's just about, yeah, what uh, what happens at quarterback. PJ Walker's obviously not the answer. Um, he didn't look great when he came in. Uh, but Deshaun is, yeah, a, a real problem for, for this team. I've just watched both of them penalties. And bear in mind, I've not got the volume on, so I can't hear it, the exact thing. So I'm given to believe that the first one was a legal contact, which I think is a bust call. And then the second one's pass interference, right? Which I think is correct call. For me. Yeah, I mean, the, f- the first time I saw the pass interference call, I was just a little bit like, just, you know, really... Just let them play, sort of thing. Maybe it's because it was against the um, against the Colts. I don't know what it is about the Browns. They just make themselves really, really dislikable. They're just so. Well, that, that's what I'm, I'm coming from a Steelers fan point of view. Yeah. I don't want the Browns to be getting these calls at all. But I, I do think the second call is hold. It is it is pass interference. It is holding the player. You can't you can't do that anymore. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I think I think it pro- a lot of people weren't happy with it, and I can I can kind of understand why not. It, it didn't feel like there was that much in it, and then he so he is sort of holding him a little bit. And the problem is he didn't turn his head, did he? That was the other mm. thing. I think that was the that was the real issue with it. So uh, that was the the concern. But yeah, I mean. It, He's, uh, I don't know what it is about the Browns, and I think this is probably why Miles Garrett doesn't get necessarily the respect he deserves. He's on a, the team that no one wants to like, <laughs> and I think that's the real issue. And it's, it's strange because he's such a good defense, you know, so good mm. at his position, and yet you just don't, he's not the first name that comes into your head. Mm. It's Nick Bose or TJ, yeah. And yet, and yet he is incredible. And I would yeah. say, actually, again, as a Steeler fan, though I don't like the Browns, there is players on that team that I think are, are, are way better than people give them credit for. Nick Chubb, incredible yeah. running back, game-changing running back. Miles Garrett, game-changing um, edge rusher. Jeremiah Rusakuramoa in the middle, the middle linebacker. Love him. Denzel Ward, really decent corner. O-line, littered with talent as well. Like, the app, there is... So many positive. Amari Cooper, incredibly consistent wide receiver. I know he hasn't. There was like a couple weeks ago where he got like nothing. In fact, it was last week when he got. I think he got one catch in like the third quarter, and he was like, "Where's he been?" But he has been a consistent wide receiver for a very long time. It's just the whole thing, fans. Fans, I suppose, is that people just don't seem to want to like them. I suppose. I don't know. Maybe it's I think the it's whole all the history as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the yeah. other thing, and it's like. It's very difficult to like that team and then mm. they go and trade for Deshaun Watson and everything that's gone <laughs> on with that. And you want to, you, so it's yeah. just another reason that you don't like mm. the team. And so I think it's just, you constantly feel that way. To, to finalize us off, and I, I, I don't really want to talk about it, but you have to. Um, as armchair fans, we have a very clear refereeing problem in football here in this country at the minute. Very, very clear. Is it the same in the NFL? Is there a problem? Because there has been a few blown calls this year already. 
I think there's going to be there's going to be um, you know issues in, in in any sport. Like I'm a huge rugby union fan as well, and there was a, a lot of discussion about the um, the, the the final scrum um, in in the game between England and South Africa. But it's you know it's it's perspective, isn't it? I think um, obviously football in this country, where we're now calling for games to be to be replayed, is is obviously <laughs> um, yeah a, a bit over the top. I think we. Because we consume so much sport, we expect it to be played at the you know the highest level, and that includes the officiating. And when we see um, you know a, a mistake uh, from from a referee, uh, we, we you know we want to lambast their sort of opinion. And I think that's what it comes down to because you know people make subjective uh, opinions in everyday life, including in in, in in refereeing. You know, a different referee will have made uh, a potentially a different port, uh, call on on that pass interference. Um, um, play so I don't know. We're always we're always going to have these um, these discussions. I think unfortunately, um, but um, but yeah, there, there have been you know I, I think that you know we always want to improve, and I think there have been some calls which um, yeah I, I, I think a lot of people have, have disagreed with, and that's the sort of thing that's sort of creeping in a lot more sort of negativity on that. But um, um, yeah, I think it's it, unfortunately it's always going to be. Um, always going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a cause for concern in, in uh, yeah, a professional sport like like, like American football. Lambast is a fantastic word, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good word to use. What, what do you reckon? Uh, I think the NFL doesn't have anywhere near as many problems as what the what the Premier League does over here at the moment. Um, there have been some calls, and actually, I think we. Um, you know, at the Baltimore Tennessee game uh, at Tottenham, there was some calls where it just felt like there was a flag coming in for everything, and you just sort of think it, it got it felt ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah, it, felt ridiculous. It, just, it just can't. This isn't right. You know, it's too much almost, and mm. it just didn't need to be happening. I, I think they're probably being quite tight on things at the moment. They're trying to get everything right, and and they're maybe being a little bit over the top on certain top things, on certain but. I, I don't think that's a, a really um, necessarily the worst thing in the world, like for NFL. And obviously, NFL is much better because you have the breaks in play. It's a lot easier to be able to review things and, and stuff like that. So it works a lot better. I, I don't think it's mega, mega bad at the moment when it comes to the NFL. The mm. Premier League, <laughs> I think you've just got absolute chaos at the moment because... Mm. You've got so many teams that are getting letters of apology from the referee and association or whoever's in charge of it, and because they're they're making mistakes, but it's not just the referees that are making the mistakes. It's going to VAR, and then the VAR is making the mistake. So now you've got the video evidence that is wrong, and it's just an absolute minefield. Now I think they've. They've seen sports like the NFL and they've gone, well, they use video refereeing. Why can't we? And you see, you know, everyone's been calling for it. Rugby, cricket, everyone's come out and gone, well, they can do it. They can do it. You know, tennis has mm. Hawkeye and all that. <laughs> that all works fine because it's not a flowing game like football is. And that's where the problem comes in. Um, yeah, we... we We've had some bus calls. We've had some calls that haven't been great, but we shouldn't be too unhappy with it. 
I, I think the one, well, I, you could argue it's for all sports, but it sort of goes back to the whole Chiefs-Eagles penalty from the Super Bowl with like, yeah, you might not have got that penalty and you go, and then we would have won the game. No, you, it doesn't mean you would have won the game. If you hadn't got that penalty, if you hadn't got that penalty, you wouldn't have won the game. You would have been given an opportunity to win the game. Okay, that is an opportunity. Admittedly, people want the opportunity rather than being denied the opportunity. I get that. But it doesn't solidify a win. It doesn't solidify a win. And I think there is a clear distinction between that. And I think people get that blurred a lot of the time. It's the, if that didn't happen, we would have won. No, you would have yeah. the opportunity to have won. Does not necessarily mean you would have won. And I, I think that can still be thrown up in the air. I mean, it, it, it is a tough call. And, and uh, you know, you have to commend the guys who are out there. This is, we're talking NFL here, not regular football. We have to commend the people that are doing it because it is an incredible, well, we should, yeah, Premier League as well. There is an incredibly hard job. There is a lot of stress. There's a lot of tension. You're in a live environment with a lot of people who are paid a lot of money to come and see you. Watch a lot of people who are paid a lot of money to to perform. You know, they want the best in all areas. It's it, in life at the minute. There is not enough money to go around. It feels like or feels like, and people use that hard-earned money to go and see these sports, don't they? And they and they expect everyone to be on that prime level and. They feel let down in a way, and, and but the players are feeling let down as well, and it, it's it's hard. And I, I commend the guys that do it, but referee and, and officiate and do that sort of stuff because it must be difficult. But if you're in a scenario like that, you you have to take the criticism as well as the plaudits because that will happen. There will be times where you are plaudited. There certainly is. There certainly is in regular football now. There is moments where they are plaudited, right? And you got it's got to be a two way street. Um, anyway, enough refereeing and officiating. Johnny, Adam, thank you very much for joining me on this show. Um, make sure you catch up with us very soon. Congratulations to our winner for the old Wilson football. That will be coming your way very soon. USA Sports, thank you very much for the hat. Make sure you go and save yourself some money. Use in the code franchise tag at usasports.com. Um, really great company for all your sporting needs. Until then, thank you very much for watching and we'll see you all very soon. Soon.